Hey everyone, and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy, Josh Sanchez. And of course, what a wild NFL wildcard weekend it was this weekend. The Eagles got a big victory over the Chicago Bears. The Chargers defeated the Ravens. The Cowboys defeated the Seahawks. And of course, the Colts defeated the Houston Texans. But we're going to start off today's show with the last game of the weekend, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chicago Bears. The Eagles defeated the Chicago Bears 16-15. The game literally came down to the last play. Cody Parkey for the win. Doink, doink, up the left, upright, off the bottom, upright. The Eagles advance and will take on the New Orleans Saints next week. But of course, Nick Foles had a very, he struggled in the first half throwing two interceptions, but he finished the game strong, going 25 of 40 for 266 yards and two touchdowns. The Eagles could not run the ball to save their life. They only had 42 rushing yards. Golden Tate had the go-ahead game-winning touchdown reception with the game on the line, fourth and goal with less than two minutes left against the number one defense. Nick Foles does it again, and there's just something special about this guy. Whenever he is an underdog, he just continues to lead the Eagles to victory. The Eagles came into the game as a five-and-a-half-point underdog. And that's disrespect to the defending champs. And they and they not only hung on with the slim of their teeth, but they literally got the win against the number one defense in a very tough and hostile environment. And watch out. This Philadelphia Eagles team can easily go into New Orleans and pull and pull another miracle. Because Nick Foles, whenever Nick Foles is the quarterback, the Eagles just seem he just has that clutch gene. And whatever situation. Uh, whatever situation the Eagles face with Nick Foles as the quarter with the as Nick Foles as a quarterback, he will always get it done. And this is why you cannot bet against this man. He is a Super Bowl MVP for a reason. He he won against the Rams in Los Angeles. He defeated the Texans. He defeated the Redskins. And then he goes into Chicago and with the game on the line again, fourth and goal. Foles the Golden Tate. Sensational. And as an Eagles fan, I am shocked. And I absolutely love this team. So many times the Eagles have been on the wrong end of game-winning field goals. About time the football gods have been in our favor. And Doug Peterson iced the kicker because Cody Parkey made the first field goal. So <laughs> it is, it's, it's, it's a game of inches. Is That's what football is. It's a game of inches because literally the Eagles had a couple plays go against them. Maddox had a diving interception, but he couldn't get his left foot down. Literally, the same play, Maddox ripped the ball out of the, the, the Chicago Bears' hands, and they ruled it an incomplete, they ruled it a completed pass because he took three steps. But the but Maddox ripped the ball out of him. The Bears ended up getting three points in that drive. And honestly, if the Eagles would have lost by less than three, that would have been my that would have been my whole main topic for today. But Nick Foles gets it done. And my Eagles fans, it's time to celebrate. New Orleans is next. And, of course, the Eagles open up as a nine-point underdog. So, again, underdogs, baby. Gotta, you got to just fly, Eagles fly, and trust the process. It does not matter how much, how, how many points are against the Eagles or how many, how many times people discredit the Eagles. This is, this is something special. But what do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station. How do you guys feel about Nick Foles? How do you guys feel about the Eagles in general? The Eagles got the job done. But um, feel free to call into the station. Check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Anchor, the Pod- Pocket Cast, 
Apple Podcasts, and on Google Play. I hope you guys have a great day. Fly Eagles fly. New Orleans is next. This is Josh signing off. Swoop! Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the second topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Earlier, I talked about the Eagles-Bears recap. Now I'm going to transition to the Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks. In this game, this game featured two teams that love to run the football, and the Dallas Cowboys just have a better rushing attack, led by Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott, for the game, was sensational. Had 26 carries for over 130 yards and a touchdown. His longest run of the day was a 44-yard scamper, which led to the go-ahead touchdown for Dallas. Amari Cooper led the receivers with seven catches for 106 yards. Dak Prescott went 22 of 33 for 226 yards and a touchdown. But the story of this game, the reason why the Seattle Seahawks lost this game, it came down to play calling. So many times, very questionable calls. Seattle loved to run the football, but they had only 73 rushing yards for the game. Carson, their, the Seattle Seahawks' lead, leading running back, had 13 carries for only 20 yards. And you can't get the job done if you only have 20 yards on the ground from your best running back. Russell Wilson only had 27 passing attempts. When you have a star quarterback and you have a running game that's not working, you got to put the ball in his hands. And too many times the Seattle Seahawks were too conservative, and that's why it was too little too late. And you can't do that against the Dallas Cowboys. You need to punch them in the mouth, and you need to put the pressure on Dak Prescott. Because for as great as Elliott looked in this game, and I will give Prescott his props, he had a big third down and 14 scamper to ice the game. But Dak Prescott also threw an interception in, in the end zone in a key drive that would have put Seattle out of the game. But of course, the Seattle Seahawks became too conservative and their play calling really hurt them in this game. Again, Russell Wilson only threw the ball for 27 times. And when you have an MVP candidate in Russell Wilson and he's a pro bowler and he's an absolute stud, let him, let him throw the football and let him sling the rock. Because in the playoffs, you need your best players to shine. You, you ride or die with your best players. But Dallas will move on, and they will take on the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. The Dallas Cowboys are seven-point underdogs, and I think this game is going to be close, folks, because the Cowboys' strength is running the football. The Rams' weakness is stopping the run. So it's going to be a very interesting game. And L.A. is not really a home field advantage, if, if you know what I mean. As Eagles fans, literally, we filled the whole stadium in L.A. whenever we play the Rams. But what do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. Dallas finally got their first playoff win, and it seems like in decades. But Dak Prescott made the key plays. That's what you're going to get with Dak Prescott. He's going to make key plays. But again, the Seattle Seahawks play calling cost them in this game. But my Seattle fans, my Dallas fans, feel free to call into the station Voice your opinion. You can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Instagram at Swoop Radio underscore. Again, two more games left to go, so I hope you guys stick around. But for now, this is Josh signing off. Swoop! Hey everyone and welcome back to the third game of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. I started off with the NFC. Now I'm going to transition to the AFC wildcard game starting with the Chargers, Los Angeles Chargers and the Baltimore Ravens. The Chargers got it done and defeated the Baltimore Ravens 23-17 and 
the MVP of this game, the MVPs of this game, was the Chargers defense. They forced three Ravens fumbles in the first quarter. And for Baltimore, it was too little too late. Phillip Rivers only threw for 160 yards in the game. Mel and the Chargers as a whole, as a team, had less than 260 total yards in the game of offense. So when you look at it, it came down to Baltimore's turnovers, which led to the Chargers' field goals, and then Melvin Gordon punched it in late to seal the deal for the Chargers. And this team is solid on both ends of the football. You saw their defense in full display yesterday. And it's going to be very interesting because New England's defense has been spotty, and their best receiver, Josh Gordon, has left to talk about mental health and focus on mental health. So what is going what is going to happen in this game? Phillip Rivers, again, 22 of 32 for 160, QB rating of 74, or, or 80.2, QBR of 74, my fault. Melvin Gordon, 17 carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. The Ravens defense showed up. But Lamar Jackson, you can tell that it was his first playoff game. He'll be better. He'll be back next year with a full offseason off his belt. But again, the Chargers get it done with their defense, forcing three Ravens turnovers in the first quarter, which set the tone. Four field goals and a touchdown. Five field goals and a touchdown. And you got yourselves a victory. What do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. Chargers Patriots are next. But what this means for Baltimore, this, this must sting for Baltimore because they finally won the division. They got over the hump against the Steelers, but they just could not get it done at home. Their defense is ferocious. The Chargers' defense is ferocious. And the Ravens upsetted them in L.A. So you knew, you knew the Los Angeles Chargers were going to come back and upset the Ravens, right? Right? But this sets a rematch of the 2007 divisional, champ, the divisional game between the Patriots and the Chargers, which the Chargers should have won. If you guys remember, they picked off Brady with the game on the line, but instead of falling down, the returner, the DB, fumbled, and the Patriots recovered and scored. What do you guys think? Feel free to call into the station. Voice your opinions. All you got to do is search Hoop Brady with Josh Sanchez. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Google Play. One more game is left. You guys, again, are listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the final topic, final game of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. This episode is recaps of all of the games in the wild card re weekend. I already talked about the first three, and now I'm going to conclude with the fourth game as the Colts went into Houston and upsetted the Houston Texans. For those who do not know, I did say the Houston Texans were my Super Bowl prediction. I just feel like this year was just the start for the Texans. I feel like they'll bounce back next year and play great. But you can tell this was Deshaun Watson's first ever playoff game. The Colts defense really made him work and made him earn his yards. He went 29 of 49 for 235 yards, only a 4.8 average per pass attempt. One touchdown, one interception. He also ran the ball for eight times for 76 yards, but the Houston Texans just could not get the job done on offense. The Colts literally dominated in the first half. Literally, they did not punt the ball at all in the first half. Andrew Luck went 19 of 32 for 222 yards and two touchdowns. He also threw an interception. But the story of the game was how the Colts were able to run the football. They ran for over 200 yards against this Houston Texans defense. 200 yards. And if we're able to take the ball away from the offense and prolong drives, it's going to be a long day for the opposing team.
And you saw that. You saw first te- first game jitters from Deshaun Watson. He had by far one of his worst performances in his NFL career. But the Colts deserve all the credit in the world in this game. Their defense was stif- was stifling. And during their when they, uh, during their ten during their over their past eleven games, my fault. The Colts defense has allowed fewer than fourteen points in all of those games. This Colts defense is legit. They're young. They have a lot of no name players. No name players yet, but they're making a name for themselves. Starting with their linebacker. Their linebacker, I was I was thinking of this stat. He had over 160 tackles this season. That is absolutely sensational. And he is a second-year player, first-year player. So this Colts defense is young, they're fast, and their future is bright. And honestly, I love their chances in Kansas City. Their Andy Reid's history of not winning the big one versus the Colts. And obviously, Frank Wright, a former Eagles offensive coordinator, Colts started off 1-5. He has done an excellent job, and he loves Andrew Luck, and you're seeing Andrew Luck make key plays down the stretch and play like an MVP caliber quarterback he once was. What do you guys think? Well, how do you guys feel about the Colts' chances next week? I think the Colts have great chances. I honestly think all these road teams this year have a great chance of pulling upsets at home. But again, feel free to voice your opinions and call into the station. All you got to do is call in Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on the Anchor app. I'm also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. Hope you guys have a wonderful day and enjoyed today's recaps. The divisional round is next. Again, you have Rams, Cowboys, Eagles, Saints, Chiefs, Colts, and Chargers, Patriots. It's going to be a great divisional round. But for now, this is Josh signing off. Swoop! Hey everyone, and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy, Josh Sanchez. And wow, I am just truly shocked and amazed by the way the Clemson Tigers not only just defeated Alabama, folks, but they gave Nick Saban his worst loss ever by an opponent in his collegiate career as a coach. For those who do not know Nick Saban, he has won six national championships including last year when Alabama defeated Georgia after Georgia having a great for Georgia leading the game throughout the whole game and then Alabama brings in Big T and he and he comes back and they upset Georgia but the Clemson Tigers not only defeated Alabama but they won 44 to 16 Trevor Lawrence was sensational he went 20 of 32 for 347 yards three touchdowns the Clemson Tigers, as a team, ran for over 130 rushing yards. This just, just never happens against an Alabama team. But Justin Ross had six catches for 153 yards and one TD, including a 74-yard to touchdown reception. He's only 19, folks. Trevor Lawrence, to make matters even better for Clemson, he's 19 as well. So not only is the Clemson Tigers a scary team, but they're built for years to come. I know their offensive line has four seniors that are graduating, but you have Trevor Lawrence. You have Justin Ross. The future is bright for Clemson, and this might be the start of a dynasty. You not only just defeated the best college team ever assembled in Alabama that has won six national championships in the past over the past decade, but they dismantled them. Nick Saban, his worst loss coming into this game was 14 points to the Oklahoma Sooners. Well, not anymore. The Clemson Tigers won 44-16. to 
It, the game started off all, all the way in the Clemson Tigers' favor, picking off Big T. I, I can't even pronounce his name, Tualuga. But Clemson had a pick six to start the game. Alabama then marched back with a touchdown. Alabama led this game at one point, 16-14. But then Clemson scored 30 unanswered points and just completely dismantled this Alabama team. There was a lot of questionable decisions by Nick Saban, especially after the, the after their first drive in the second half. You're down, you're down, you only have 16 points. You're down 33 to 9 to 16. You kick the 31 to 16, my fault. You kick the field goal, but Nick Saban tried to run a fake field goal. And on fourth down and six, very dumb play call. And then all of a sudden, Clemson hits you with a bang two plays later, 74 yards, Trevor Lawrence to Justin Ross. And that's a 10-point swing right there. And once that touchdown happened, we pretty much knew this game was over. But you can never stop the you can never let the foot pedal off the gas when you play against Alabama. They have oh, they have all you can do is just ask Georgia. Georgia let off the gas twice against Alabama last year and this year, and Alabama came back and won. But this is a, a historic performance for Clemson. They become the first college football team ever to go 15-0 and in a season. And now this is their second title in three years. Dabo Sweeney now moves up in the ranks as one of the best collegiate coaches of all time. Obviously, Nick Saban's right up there. If not, he is the best. But Dabo Sweeney, folks, is building something special in Clemson. And they're not just going to be good, again, for years. They're not just good for this year. But everyone forgot, everyone remembers Deshaun Watson's game-winning passing touchdown to, to Hunter Renfro with the game on the line two years ago as I'm sitting here wearing my Deshaun Watson jersey on my back. And obviously the Alabama Crimson Tide last year, they dominated Clemson. They shut down Kelly Bryant. It was, a, it was sort of like a rebuild, quick rebuild year for Clemson, but they still made the college football playoff. But they came back this season with vengeance. And the thing, Trevor Lawrence is the answer. For those who do not know, Trevor Lawrence did not even start the season. It was Kelly Bryant's job. He was doing pretty good with, as the Clemson quarterback, but then he got hurt. Trevor Lawrence stepped in and, and took the starting job and ran from it. Again, the Clemson Tigers are the first team since Yale in 1894 to go 15-0. Yale ended up going 16-0 in that season. So this is historic territory for the Clemson Tigers and this is not only to start again Trevor Lawrence is going to be a problem he is definitely going to be the first pick in the 2021 NFL draft he is only 19 years old folks 19 years old and as a Clemson fan even I'm shocked at this result of this game I was expecting it to be a lot closer Alabama was running all over the Clemson Tigers in the first quarter but their defense buckled down and the key of the game the key of the game came down to the red zone. Clemson is one of the best red zone defenses in the nation. Alabama is one of the best red zone offenses in the nation. And what the Clemson Tigers did, they shut them down not once, not twice, not three times, but four times and at the goal line in the red zone. And that's why you win the game. You make the key plays. Alabama may may dominate 20 to 20, but getting those last 20 yards and getting points on the board is very hard to do. And that's what the Clemson Tigers did. And that's why they are champions for the second time in three years. And Dabo Sweeney again moves up in the ranks. If he wins another title, 
He's already second all-time in, Cle- in Clemson history for wins. Uh, obviously, one of their Clemson coaches had over 150 wins. Uh, Dabo Sweeney is, is at over 100 now, and he is still climbing year after year after year. But my Clemson fans, how do you feel? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. You can check out Super Radio with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Google Play. Just one more note before I go. Big T went 22 of 34 for 295 yards, two TDs. He also threw two picks, one pick six. Alabama ran for over 148 yards. But again, this is the start of a dynasty in Clemson. And who knows, maybe this might be the best team in college football playoff. Four straight ACC titles, two national championships in four years. Clemson, you continue to amaze me and continue to shock the world. You beat Alabama not only once but twice and are the only opponent to defeat Alabama in the national title game. My Notre Dame fans, stop worrying. It was not a fluke. Your team is not overrated. This Clemson team is just that good. But you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I know I did one earlier about the wild card weekend, but I got to conclude with the national championship tonight. So roll Tigers. Yeah, notice I said roll Tigers. No more roll Tide. How about them Clemson Tigers? But this is Josh signing off. Swoop.